Hi, I'm Ken Hall from People of Earth, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. This is the beginning of your weekly trip into the world of entertainment. This is episode 464 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And this week, we got a great guest coming your way, Ken Hall, one of the stars of People of Earth on TBS Monday nights at 1030, is going to be joining us. He plays Jeff the Gray. So get ready for that. Ken Hall coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And also, it's time to look at August releases in theaters and on Blu-ray and DVD. we got a great show coming your way this week, so get ready. It's time for Remake Madness. See what's coming your way as far as remakes in August. Remake Madness. Well, as far as remakes coming your way in August, there isn't any. (laughs) Doesn't happen very often, but seems like, uh, what, every once a month out of the year, we end up with a, a month or two even sometimes that they don't have remakes, but this time they don't. So we'll be moving along. What's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies coming your way in August in theaters. Kidnapped with Holly Berry will be hitting theaters on August 4th. And the Stephen King story, The Dark Tower, heads our way on August 4th also. And it looks like Brie Larson, Woody Harrelson, and Naomi Watts will be starring in The Glass Castle. And this comes your way on August 11th. Is telling the story of a dysfunctional family. And on August 18th, Channing Tatum will be starring in Logan Lucky as two brothers execute an elaborate robbery scheme. And one more, we have Ryan Reynolds starring in The Hitman's Bodyguard on August 18th. That's it for upcoming new movies coming your way in theaters in August. Well, next we're going to be taking a peek at sequels, taking it down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels in theaters in August. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sequel City, as far as August releases in theaters, it looks like we got a couple coming your way. Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature. It's going to be bringing back those crazy animals once again, and that's on August 11th. And you can look for Annabelle Creation. That's going to be coming your way on August 11th, and it's going to try to scare the heck right out of you. That's it for Sequel City. Not too much. 
Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's uh, go take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD in August. TV on DVD coming your way in August. Well, the Carol Burnett Show, the best of Harvey Corman. That's a funny one, believe me. <laughs> that comes your way on August 1st. August 8th, look for Blind Spot, Season 2, and Portlandia, Season 7. August 15th, The Blacklist, Season 4, NCIS, New Orleans, Season 3, Once Upon a Time, Season 6, Rhoda, Season 4, and Riverdale, Season 1. That's all on August 15th. August 22nd, you can look for Blue Bloods, Season 7. Brooklyn, 9-9, Season 4. Ironside, Season 4. Lucifer, Season 2. Supergirl, Season 2. And The Walking Dead, Season 7. August 29th, you can look for Black Sails, Season 4. Chicago Fire, Season 5. Chicago Med, Season 2. Designated Survivor, Season 1, and Gotham, Season 3. That's it for TV on DVD coming your way in August. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in August. (laughs) Movies on DVD coming your way in August. Let's see. We have The Circle coming your way on August 1st with Emma Watson going in style with Morgan Freeman. August 8th, you can look for Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Also, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword with Jude Law. And Snatched with Amy Schumer. August 15th, Alien Covenant with Michael Fassbender. And look for How to Be a Latin Lover. And also Hickok with Luke Hemsworth. And let's see, what else we got here? August 22nd. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2 with Chris Pratt. And August 29th, look for Baywatch with Zac Efron and The Rock. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Let's see here. Starting off with a sad note, sadly. Uh, past guest, June Foray, here at On Screen and Beyond. She was the voice of so many cartoon characters and uh, so many different voices over the years, including Rocky of Rocky and Bullwinkle fame. Passed away since our last episode last week, and she was the age of 99. And if you want to hear about her life and hear her talking about playing the different roles she's done over the years, you can look back at episode 248 of On Screen and Beyond in our rerun section at onscreenandbeyond.com. And you can check that out, or you can go to iTunes and also get it there. But that's episode 248 of On Screen and Beyond, and you can hear the legend herself, June Foray, talk about her life here. And let's see, season 9 will be the last season for The Middle which ABC has canceled. Now, they first they renewed it, and then they announced that they're going to cancel it. But Season 9 will premiere on October 3rd, and that will be the final season. And looks like Miami Vice is being marked as uh, poss- uh, possible. It's in the process of becoming a remake on TV, and uh, we'll see what's uh, going to happen with that one because the writer of this was the writer of... Fast and the Furious films. So we'll see what they do with that one. 
And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. Celebrity birthdays, August 5th, Maureen McCormick, Marsha, 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 Marsha Brady on the Brady Bunch turned 61. And on August 6th, it looks like Soul Moon Fry is turning 41. She was Punky Brewster. And on August 7th, Charlize Theron turns 42. And let's see, uh, August 8th, Dustin Hoffman turns 80. August 9th, Sam Elliott turns 73. And on August 11th, Chris Hemsworth turns 34. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. This week, we did not have any listener birthdays. So if you, a friend or a relative, are going to be having a birthday and you want to celebrate it with everybody here at On Screen and Beyond, all over the world who listen to us, we'll all wish you a very happy birthday. Send me the information at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And we will see about getting your information on. And we'll all wish you a very happy birthday. That's it. It's time now for our interview segment. Ken Hall is going to be joining us. He plays Jeff the Gray. He's one of the stars of People of Earth on TBS. It's Mondays at 1030. You don't want to miss it. It's a great show. A lot of fun. And uh, Ken is coming up next. Ken Hall, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is a comedian and actor who is one of the stars of the hit comedy on TBS, People of Earth. Now in its second season, and you can catch it on Mondays at 10.30 p.m., it's Jeff the Gray himself, Ken Hall. Ken, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, thanks very much for having me, Brian. I appreciate it. Now, Ken, i got to tell you, you are the first alien I have had on the show in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Here we go. <laughs> what an honor. That's a thrill. I, I appreciate it. It's, uh, well, you must have gone through all the humans. Now it's like, great, let's get some aliens. Yeah. Right. I have no one else to interview. Got to get some aliens. We're expanding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Ken, uh, mm-hmm. There's so much to talk about this show. I love the show. I got to tell you that it's. Cool. I get a kick out of it. And um, uh, give us an idea of how you came about to get the part. Is it something you went to an open call for, or, or what? What you know? What? Yeah. What went on? Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm in Toronto, a Toronto-based uh, actor here up in Canada, and. Um, uh, yes, the, uh, the show actually films up in, up in here. So I, I just, uh, responded to uh, my agent, like, oh, you got an audition for the show, uh, for pilot. Actually, back then it was a pilot. It wasn't even a show yet. Um, and I, it was called the group and that was the initial title. So I went in there to, pl- to play this character and I got the script and I was like, this is funny. This is really good. And, you know, it's just so funny, too, that about a week or so before that, I started working with an acting coach for the first time in my life. And my background is in improv. And so traditionally, for a lot of auditions, I've gone in there and I'm like, yeah, I sort of know my lines. 
and then just sort of improvised you know, a lot of stuff, hopefully relying in the moment to be like, all right, hope inspiration comes to me. Um, but working with my acting coach, I really saw that. I was like, wow, I've actually been pretty underprepared for a lot of these auditions that I've done. It was just a great experience and a great timing to have the opportunity to work with an acting coach. So I went into that audition uh, for for people of Earth slash the group. Um, and I was just so in a state of, my lines were so in my body. And for me, uh, as an improviser slash actor, for me, I love to come from a place that I'm playing, that I'm having fun. And a lot of times when I've gone into auditions, I'm not 100% of my lines. It really prevents me, kind of stops me from finding that fun and sort of following that fun once I get going because I'm wondering, I'm like, oh, is this the right line? Am I So I can't be fully present for the audition process. But this time I went in. Uh, totally off book with the lines were just sort of in me like kind of like muscle memory so I didn't even have to think about my lines and I was just very like laser focused and just ready to play and I did a great first audition and about a week or so after that I got a call back and it was during that callback that Daniels who's the executive producer of the show and he directed a couple of episodes for season so he was kind of like running the session and he was there so I went in there and we did the scripted portion and that was really great. The game going in there, super polished, super prepared. And then he's like, okay, we're just going to like uh, improvise. You know, we'll, give you, we'll tell you some premises uh, and we'll see how you do and such. And it was great because that's my background. My background is in improv. So I'm like, great, let's go for it. And so again, coming from that state of play and, and with a laser focus and going off, the really sharp writing with the creator, David Jenkins, but he's a great writer, and he gets comedy, as does Greg Daniels. And so um, for me, I was like, I was already set up for success in that sense because the writing is so strong. And my job was just to prepare for it and bring that sense of fun. And I think Jeff is just inherently a really fun character to play. And that dynamic of of Don and Kurt, uh, where they were, you know, basically myself and Kurt kind of ganging up on Don, it's just, that's just a fun dynamic to play as well. Um, so the audition, uh, it went really well. And not too long after that, my agent called me and I was having like dinner. <laughs> I was going through a, a rehearsal. I was directing a show up here in Toronto for the Toronto Fringe Festival. And my agent called me and I could tell in her voice right away, something big was going on. Because mm. <laughs> she's like, Ken, <laughs> listen to what I have to say. <laughs> and then she told me I got the part and, and would I be interested in, and uh, she's like, you'll probably they'll probably want you to fly down to L.A. tomorrow, first thing tomorrow morning, uh, which they did, uh, which was just such a surreal, amazing experience because I was going to a friend's rehearsal. I was having my dinner, and then literally like 12 hours later, I was on a plane to L.A. Um, and it was just the greatest experience because they wanted to start working on the prosthetic right away. Mm-hmm. So I had to go and... You know, get my head mold and my arms uh, molded uh, as well. But it was just, you know, again, it was just such a thrill. And, and you know, it's funny, like, just things can change, like, so quickly. Right. And uh, it was like a dream. And it, uh, in all honesty, it actually still felt like a dream. Because um, it's, the, it's the biggest thing that I've done so far. And just the the reception that the show has gotten 
the great reviews and, and, and again, the, the, the fans that are like, it, people really generally like the show and really generally like Jeff, uh, the character of Jeff as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really feels um, like a dream, a wonderful dream. And uh, two weeks ago, we were in Comic-Con and uh, that was uh, down in San Diego and that was just a great experience. I mean, just such great energy and people are just so excited to be there and, and happy to see us and and so it's it's been quite a thrill from that first audition. And I'm like, because it was like the biggest thing that I've done so far, I'm like, I'm going to go in every time when I'm on set and I'm going to be so polished and prepared. Mm. And I'm going to know my lines inside and out because I can bring that sense of play. And uh, I really want, you know, I, I really believe in the show and I, I really like playing Jeff. Uh, it's such an honor to get to step into <laughs> the skin of an alien and, uh, and get to do all the stuff that he does. So it's been uh, just quite an experience right from, right from the get go and the timing as I set up just everything kind of working out. Yeah. Now, um, so wonderfully. You mentioned Comic-Con. Now, were there any Jeff, the Grays in the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that I saw. I mean, the crowds are, gigantic right <laughs> like, yeah but you know they can get kind of weird there sometimes in those crowds <laughs> you know there's crowds inside the crowds that's how big their crowds are they're so big mm-hmm. and uh so it's great i um i have over the the last uh little bit um there's one person online uh, i saw a photo and it's the most wonderful compliment and uh, someone tattooed with the reindeer underneath and, and the scroll says don't get weird <laughs> and I'm just like that is the best. <laughs> it's just so lovely, and so touching. And someone wrote me on Instagram. Uh, she got a tattoo as well, right behind her ear, uh, of not specifically Jeff, but of like an alien, which is sort of very much inspired from the show. So I'm like, wow, like that's really very cool. That that even though I'm not seeing people necessarily dressed as me as of yet, mm-hmm. it's really nice that again, like people are so affected by it in such a positive way that they want to get like body art basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, wow, that's a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> now it, it, it amazes me how, when you go to these um, uh, auditions, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, how do you prepare to be an alien, <laughs> you know, do they give you direction? I mean, cause you know, you could play it. Uh, well, like say for example, Robin Williams, when he was Mork, you know, he had, he, he, he was that wacky wild guy and then, you yeah. know, different people play it different ways. So do they give you some yeah. directions of how they want it to go or do you just do uh, it? Yeah. I mean, pray? yeah, there, there's a lot of information. So uh, in the script that you get and the sides that you get, so the scenes that you're going to be working on, and, um, you know, kind of like working through them and really picking them apart to find the, the nuances. And, and again, like working with an acting coach, I'm like, wow, like there, it's not just what you see on the paper. There's actually so much more depth to it. And to really understand almost like every line, understanding almost every word and like what happened right before that scene and what's going to happen right after. It's like, uh, again, having that appreciation of like there's so much information there. Mm-hmm. And also when you're going into an audition, you get a breakdown too. So you're you have a, a general sense of what they are looking for. Um, so they had, I'm um, thinking back for, for Jeff, you know, so they had like, oh, he's very pragmatic. He wants to do, uh, you know, he's doing his job kind of thing. And again, within the writing, you can hear those flavors of, you know, him wanting status over someone else or him, you know, uh, kind of like the, the sort of 
you know, with friends kind of ribbing another friend uh, in that sense. So there, there's a lot of information to get from it. And, and again, I'm just very lucky that because it's not like I'm not coming into uh, to a character that already exists and has been played by someone right. else. Yeah. It's like I really had an opportunity to to make it my own. And again, like finding the like finding his voice, finding his mannerisms, uh, some of the again preparing for the audition and certainly working within the show is is working with you know with David and Greg and and, and the directors and writers and such. It's 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 really about not wanting to look like you know not wanting to sound like an alien. If that makes sense, it's not like we're not you know, like I am an alien kind of thing or mm-hmm. you know I walk in like a robot or anything like super weird. If anything, it's like the aliens are very human already. They, you know, they just look different, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and that's really kind of like their only difference. It very, very much is like in, uh, like up up there on the spaceship. We're not really, you know, we're not like, um, uh, yeah, we're not like these weird sort of ephemeral kind of like spirits and. You know, we're very much like if you go to an office, we're the kind of character because that will be in an office, you know. And uh, so we're we're very that that was a nice thing. That was a good a, a good thing to keep in mind is that we're not, you know, it's it's actually more believable if we are just sort of down quote unquote like down to earth, mm-hmm. uh, down to earth <laughs> aliens, I, I suppose. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And sounding just like the humans, but just looking kind of different, and so. Going in there, I felt like I had a lot of, um, I, I had that to consider, and also the physicality of how I was choosing to move as well, uh, again, almost with a sense of like less is more, and the work that I'm doing with the prosthetic is more like a mask, and so being mindful of what are my, what are my expressions and, and how to, um, how to just, you know, play these moments and such, so uh, it, it, again, very lucky to come into that and, and have the opportunity to really make him my own in that sense and to really um, to grow him out. So there was some initial, uh, of course, some direction and sort of ongoing direction and such of like, uh, we don't want the movements necessarily to look too human. We want him to still kind of have that appearance of an alien, but we're not playing an alien mm-hmm. in that sense. So, um yeah, it's a yeah, it's a really cool, like nuanced way of looking at this kind of character. I think. Now, I got to ask you. There's, you know, everybody's going to wonder how long does it take you to get that costume, that headpiece on, and also, <laughs> is it can you breathe good in that thing? <laughs> These are all good questions. Uh, surprisingly, it doesn't take that long to get in. It's about two hours. Uh, to get into the actual prosthetic, as I said before, like it's it's molded to my head, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like a giant hat that I'm pulling over, and then the face part gets glued on top, and then there's the chin part that that gets glued on as well, and then of course they have to like glue the seams and such, and then they'll paint my head, wow. uh, sort of airbrush <laughs> it and and uh, do their thing. So it only takes about two hours, which in the world of prosthetics I think is actually pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a lot of prosthetic work in the past where I've, you know, I've had sits from, you know, four to six hours. And so two hours is really like, oh, we're done. Oh, my God. It's like a haircut. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like so quick. Um, and so, yeah, in, in, it, it's interesting uh, to have that the prosthetic on. And, and it, I think it's actually super cool that when I just process of putting 
the, the prosthetic on, and it doesn't, it doesn't weigh a lot. It's, uh, it, there is some weight to it, um, but it, it's not like it's not like crushing me or anything. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, there's a t- there is a bit of weight to it. Um, once we glue everything on, my hearing is muffled because there's no ears necessarily. That's true, yeah. And, yeah, and with the, the eyes, we put the eyes in, and we have to put a soap on every every few takes or so, um, uh, depending on how quickly they fog up. Because it does get very warm uh, wearing the prosthetic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it kind of like steams up and such. And with my with my breathing, we found, again, it's sort of like trial and error. We find like what works best is how we kind of glue it down. And I actually, if it's not, if it's glued down super tight, then I can't breathe through my nose because Jeff's nostrils are actually higher than my nostrils. Uh, so my nostrils are actually sort of buried in the prosthetic. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not really getting any air. So what we're trying to find is some some space, kind of like by my cheeks, by my nose, in a weird way that I'm breathing through my eye sockets. <laughs> Just to get a little like passageway of air. And as the day progresses, the glue starts to dissolve a little bit and so uh, the, the, it becomes maybe a little bit easier to breathe over the course of the day but generally when we first put it on it's I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of breath necessarily um, so I'll quite often so sort of breathing through a combination of my nose and sometimes or, or sorry through my mouth and sometimes through my nose as well um, the cool thing is within this process that it makes you feel like an alien. I'm <laughs> sure. Because you, you're, you're kind of like, it's, 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 and it's a cool challenge to have. Um, just in the fact that you're like, okay, I can't really hear. I can't really see. I can't really breathe right now. So, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so again, it, it really, it actually, in, in a lot of ways, helps to become the character because it is. Uh, yeah, you have to kind of like work with all of that stuff. The glamour of Hollywood, right? <laughs> oh man, I love it though. Like, hey, <laughs> like, yeah, great. <laughs> like two more hours. <laughs> so you said two hours to to have mm-hmm. it put on. Now, how long yep. in a day do you wear it? How many hours? Uh, it averages about fourteen hours. Fourteen hours. So you eat and drink with it yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So straws are my friends. Uh, <laughs> a lot of straws. <laughs> And, you know, when we have our our lunch break or the dinner break, I have to be very careful in terms of what I'm eating and how I eat it as well. So I can't have, like, uh, you know, anything really, anything that has any kind of grease in it, Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. Because if it hits my lips, then that really starts to deteriorate the prosthetic more so than anything. Uh, Because you can do other touch-ups, but it's like when I'm speaking, when I'm... When Jeff is yelling, for example, it, it gets a lot of wear and tear that way. And so over the course of the day, the prosthetic, uh, prosthetic uh, guy, his name's Alan, he, he's got a really interesting job to try and, uh, to try and keep it in, in making it look as fresh as possible. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of like sort of like quarter-sized bites. <laughs> I've got to make sure <laughs> Can't have the lips. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so no you corner. Cut your food oh, all up. You know. and... <laughs> wow. So, how many episodes yeah. will be there in this second season? So, uh, just as first season, first season we had ten. Second season, we also have ten as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any yeah. 
idea if there's going to be a third season, or when do you find that out? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I we we just started airing it actually right, on the twenty yes. fourth, so it's only uh, it's only just been like a, a week and a half so far. Uh, I, so I'm not really sure. Uh, last year we found out uh, early December, early to sort of mid December, I think. Um, so I'm obviously hoping, uh, that there'll be a season three. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know when, when we'll necessarily. Right. Yeah. It's whenever they decide. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, again, it's such a lovely show and, and how it affects people. Like I had some great conversations actually with some people down at Comic-Con where I'm in this, uh, like a mother and her son were, came out to me after we did the panel and they're like, no, thank you for all the things that you're doing, like making us laugh and like. And it it, it it was it was a very like heart to heart kind of conversation, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know I really think it's a show that has so much like it's a funny show with great characters, but it also is it's got a lot of heart and it's a very sort of universal thing of like people just trying to find where they fit in into right. the world slash universe. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that's something that's very relatable and and it's it's uh, you know very empathetic for people that have had those kind of experiences and mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's a show that a lot of people can actually relate to it's wonderfully quirky and fun right <laughs> but I, I, again I feel like it's it, it has something for everyone uh when it as well it's not just like oh sci-fi comedy it's like it's got right yeah. it's got heart to it it's got some depth uh to it as well which is uh it's just great to be a part of so yeah, uh, fingers crossed for season three. Absolutely right. Now, it, you worked f- with uh, Circus Soleil at one time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had an opportunity to uh, to do an event here in Toronto. It was the uh, an unveiling of, of a one year countdown clock for the Pan Am Games, ah. and so my job was to be this this conductor uh, clown that uh, there was a Brazilian samba squad. And there were these guys on like BMX bikes and these guys doing like flips on stilts. And so my job was basically to kind of conduct all of this. Oh, so you weren't and... flipping. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I thought you were up on the, you know, up on the thing there running around on the, the wheel and, <laughs> and spinning and all that. That would only, yeah, I would only flip once and then I would have to go to the hospital. <laughs> I only got one good flip in me. Let's make it count, guys. <laughs> Just make it a good one, Ken. You got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. Good good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as I appreciate uh, acrobatics and such, I am not. <laughs> and I, I play with a lot of physicality often, like when I'm doing improv shows but at the same time I'm like yeah i'll leave that to for the pros uh, uh so my job was just to kind of host and be the uh this conductor and, and then we had the big grand unveiling and such and i just gotta say it was such a highlight like the uh mm-hmm. to work with Cirque du Soleil. oh yeah is like they you know th- their shows are just magical and and you know so much so much beauty yeah. uh, involved in there and and, uh, yeah, I just got the kind of like recognition. Be like, Megan called me up. She's like, sure, this lady just reached out to me. <laughs> wow. Would you be interested in doing this? And, uh, I'm like, oh, yes, very much so. And, yeah, it was a really cool opportunity. I was just hosting a show here in Toronto as part of, we have a, a, a clown festival that happens every year. And, uh, so I was hosting this show and I didn't know it at the time, but the head talent scout of Circus Lay was in the audience. I just thought, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm just a host of the show, uh, as I've done, you know, many times before. And it was a really great show, and 
and I was kind of playing a character that was like yelling at the audience and and uh, people <laughs> people seem to really like that. Hmm. And then the circus, the producer introduced me after. He's like, "Hey, here's the let's get some circus. <laughs> I think I should talk." And then it was a month later that I had the uh, the opportunity to work for them. And uh, yeah, just a really very very cool experience. Yeah, that's cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Now, uh, when you're a clown, when you do your clown act, um, are mm-hmm. you uh, a happy clown, a sad clown, or a Stephen King it clown? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, Stephen King. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, um, I, yeah, like, I, well, for me, I'm like, uh, I don't really do a lot of red-nosed clown mm-hmm. in a sense. I know, like, people have, like, oh, this is my clown, and it's only sort of, like, one one particular kind of thing for me, I bring that into like, I've, I've done some solo shows. I work with my comedy partner, uh, Isaac Kessler's two men, no show, which is our thing is like kind of an improv sketch clown hybrid. And so the clownish type of things that we were always inherently doing doesn't involve really like a red nose or anything like that. Um, so for me, I'm like the idea of like playing clown is just uh, uh, like being stupid. Okay, okay. So it's not the, the like, face paint and all that stuff. That no, no, no. That's more. Yeah, that's sort of like oh, like yeah. That's a different. I see. If there's like a branch, like a tree of clown, that mm-hmm. is like one definitive branch. Uh, certainly, Stephen King's it would be <laughs> like right. its own kind of branch. Um, but yeah, our stuff is um, yeah, it's more like physical physical theater, physical comedy. Yeah. Um, so we're not like do yeah we're not doing like face paint or like the red nose kind of stuff. We okay. are very physical. Uh, my comedy partner he's a much bigger guy, and I'm only four foot nine. So we both kind of like throw each other around, and we break that fourth wall. We include our audience and all the shows that we did, whether it be improv or sketch. Uh, and people are like you guys are kind of like clowns, hmm. and and then we started actually. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I look back in your history. And mm-hmm. playing Jeff the Gray is not the first time you've played an alien. Is that correct? Uh, uh, in no, scare I've tactics. A, what, uh, yeah, yeah, scare tactics. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> Different kind of show. clown, though, right? I mean, uh, not clown, yeah. but the alien. <laughs> well, my job, I think I played a couple of aliens actually on scare tactics. I think, and uh, <laughs> one of them was to lie under, <laughs> lie in a bed under a sheet until the person came in and I got the cue. <laughs> so then uh, I think I just started moving at that point. I don't even know if there was like a, oh yeah, I think maybe the the blanket maybe gets removed. I think, I can't remember about that one necessarily, but I remember a really excellent one where I played an alien. It was in a barn. So the show, they're, they're leaving this person around to get like scared basically. <laughs> and then they do such a great job of heightening the fear. Mm-hmm. And then the, at that part where they're like, oh, they can't take it anymore. Hiding behind these bales of hay for like an hour, and then the person, you know, the actor let in uh, the, the the person, and they 
we're at sort of at a further part of the barn, and then there's a very large sound. The lights go out, so they're in pitch darkness. And then I, that's when I pop out, make my reveal. The lights go on. The person sees me, and they start freaking. And the lights go down again. And then I walk, probably about maybe like anywhere like like ten steps while the lights are out for those few seconds and the lights come on and I'm like right in front of their face. Oh, geez. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You it must was, have scared yeah, the crap out of them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I want to do a really good job, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to hurt them. Right, you, you don't know? want a heart attack or anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to cause them like any, like, you know, uh, they actually had crisis counselors. On really? Jeez. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Which is good. I think that that's a very good practice because uh, you never know right. how people are going to react. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I played aliens a couple of times and uh, to get to play Jeff and to get to play him in, in, in to explore a character in such depth, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it has been such a, an incredible experience. Yeah. Well, Ken, um, we're going to finish up with two final questions. Okay. Taking okay. us away from your, your acting and your, your, comedy and everything you've done but when you sit down and relax what are your favorite mm. tv shows now and of the past mm. and what are your favorite mm. movies now and of the past mm. oh wow oh man i don't have enough time <laughs> to watch all this stuff there's so much good stuff out there uh what i'm watching right now i'm actually watching and loving walking dead ah, yeah. uh, it's so good <laughs> i'm like I got into it later, actually. I'm only on the fourth season, but I'm like, it's hard. So I have to like avoid conversations and right. I won't mention that. anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, funny, my my girlfriend, she, uh, my partner, she, um, uh, she's a big fan, but she's like, she's current, and so it's very hard for her. <laughs> like, and like, she wants to tell me, but I'm like, I can't hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I don't know, my my like for my my season. In movies, I just saw Dunkirk. That was just excellent. Really enjoyed that. The new Spider-Man was just awesome. Uh, when I had that downtime, uh, like, I am someone who really likes, uh, you know, if there's a movie that I've liked in the past, I just, like, as a comfort, I like watching it. But it's anywhere from, like, Pixar to, like, really good action movies. One of my favorite movies, like, uh, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy or, like, the Star Wars trilogy uh, or, like, you, you know, the original Star Wars. And mm-hmm. actually, all of the Star Wars are all fantastic. And, um, I'm trying to think if there's like a, I love like British, uh, British TV dramas like Luther, for example, is just excellent and a really, uh, a really awesome one that was more so out in the '90s. Starred Robbie Coltrane. Um, it's called Cracker. I don't know if you've yeah, heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it is excellent. It's very. Uh, it's like a 19 or like I don't know, sort of like Luther for the 1990s. He's uh a psychologist who helps out the police and in his life is a mess. You know, his family doesn't like him. He's, you know, almost separated from his wife. He's, he's, uh, he drinks too much. He gambles too much, but the show itself and the characters are just like, you know, really gritty. Uh, happy Valley is a really excellent show too. Um, I really, really enjoyed that one as well. And then, you know, it's just about finding that balance, you know, have mm-hmm. some lighter stuff as well. Uh, get some comedy, get some animation uh, in there too. Uh, yeah, there's there's just so much. I, I, it's all good, and and uh, one that I'm looking forward to is the uh, new like Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I'm really looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah, uh, that looks super cool. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, Ken, uh, it's been a pleasure, a lot of fun talking with you, and uh, everybody should check out People of Earth, and that's Mondays at 10.30 on TBS. They'll love it, and uh, I thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks so much, Brian. I had a blast, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yes, please watch People of Earth. And a big shout-out going to Ken Hall for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to check him out as Jeff the Gray on People of Earth on TBS Monday nights at 10.30. And it's a lot of fun. It's a great show. And he plays that kooky alien. <laughs> it's uh, really interesting to hear Ken talk about how putting on all that uh, makeup and everything that they do. is uh, It's really interesting. But a uh, big thank you going out to him. And uh, if you, a friend or a relative, are going to be having a birthday, be sure to send us the information. If you have a suggestion for a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, send it to me. We need to find more people, and I want to get the people that you want to hear right here on On Screen and Beyond. So be sure to send me that at feedback at On Screen and Beyond. Most of all, tell a friend. Be sure to like us on Facebook and leave a review at um, iTunes. And that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Uh-huh.